Hi, hey. you're listening to Ask Your Dad, Don't Ask Me Why. What? This podcast is named that. We're gonna give out advice for free. For free. We're not trained professionally. And you're gonna listen. Because we're your dads. People leave a comment. And it's also bullshit. And other people like it. Cause they on bullshit too, but I got time today, blocks, I got time today, and bless all you hating ass internets, I got time today, hey hey say, I got time today, blocks, I got time today, and bless all you hating ass internets, I got time today, hey 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 hey, ah, uh, hoo welcome <laughs> to Ask Your Dad, my name is Herman, and if you voted for Justin Bieber as Artist of the Year, <laughs> I need you to just log out of the internet. Thanks. And I'm Sadie. And boot is so big. Lord have mercy. Indeed. 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 You're listening to Ask Your Dad, and we have a lot to do in this episode. So I won't hold you. I won't waste your time. There's a lot to get through. The VMAs were this weekend. It's the anniversary month of the podcast as a whole there's things to do on that latter point because Sadie is an OG of this podcast and because I love quizzes um, I have to challenge her to in ask your dad what did I say it was called not me already forgetting the name are you smarter than a stepdad the game show (laughs) are you ready yes you're gonna have four questions that's how many the last guest had um, let's see if you do better. I think you will because the last guest was Harriet. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Don't do my good sis like this. It's okay. It's okay. The first question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What was the title of the first episode that you were featured on? Oh, shit. Mm. Um. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um... You don't know? Organized-ish. That is the name of the episode. That is the name of the episode. Good job. Good job. I'm going to pretend that I heard everything that you said, even though I didn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) There's some internet issues going on, but we're powering through. Not on my my end. We don't know that, to be (laughs) sure. It's likely that it's not on your end, but who knows? It was last time, not this time. All right. Question number two. Including this episode... How many episodes of Ask Your Dad are currently out? Oh, shit. Okay. I'll accept the ballpark answer. Okay. We've been on for a year. Who is we? You've been on for a year. There's been an episode a week, but you have skipped some weeks. Not every week. (laughs) That's why I said you have skipped some weeks. I'm going to go with 43. Oh, so close. So close. The answer is 46. Damn, I was going to say 45, which still wasn't right, but it was closer. I mean, 45 is how many episodes are out, not counting this episode. So that's almost correct. Wow. All right. Wow. Question number three. What is the name of the radio station that originally hosted Ask Your Dad? Um, um, not Lumberjack TV, Lord. That sounds like a porn website. Um... K-Jack Productions? Very close. K-Jack Radio. Yeah, you got it. That, that's a point. I'll allow that. Okay. 
two points out of four. The last question is, in what month was the Ask Your Dad intro song introduced to the podcast? February? No. Mm. I had no idea. Think warmer, hotter. Think, Think warmer. May? Close. March? Nah, you're getting cold again. June. There you go. There it is. Really? It was yeah. that recently? Yeah. June Weird. 1st. First episode wow. of June, Serena was on it. Um, yeah. Wow. That's it. I know I remember I remember the first episode I listened to and it was like came in came in hot and I was like, "Oh, oh. 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 Oh, this is new. <laughs> this is spicy." Interesting. Got it. Um, yeah. So Again. I did my best. You did very well, I'd say. <laughs> Three out of four is not bad. Or was it two out of four? It was two out of four. because two out of I four. was, But I was pretty close with, like, the number of episodes. Yes, 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 yes. Ballpark. You're very close. Yes. Okay. So, now that that's out of the way, you know, happy happy birthday, ask your dad. Um, <laughs> we both decided to sit... I say we both decided, but, like, I, I watch the VMAs every year. I always pretend, like, I don't watch the VMAs. Like, it's going to be a, ooh, am I going to watch it or am I not going to watch it? But I always watch the VMAs. And the <laughs> VMAs were this weekend, and we thought that it would be cute, fun, fresh fly to do a little bit of a recap slash discourse about what we witnessed on our television screens. I did not know this going in, but it was the 40th anniversary of MTV. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's not cool yeah, is also... racist, gaggly, wrinkly ass Madonna walking her ass on that stage as an introduction. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say something similar, not the same thing, but also I did not know it was the, I didn't know it was the fortieth anniversary either. And then when Madonna came out, I was like, huh? <laughs> like, what did you do this year? Why are you here? This is really random. And then when like she was like explaining it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Because I just finished watching the first two seasons of Pose, like, over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the second season has to do with Madonna. So I was like, huh? Like, I was really confused. I was Straight like, did I eventually? Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I took notes as if we were going to talk about this, like, step by step by step. Chronologically. Chronologically. But honestly, the VMAs is organized so poorly that, like, a chronological review doesn't even doesn't do any justice it's a waste of time (laughs) so we'll just start with vague ideas and we'll like Mm -hmm. zoom in on more like focused things and if something interests you that i don't bring up just feel free to bring it up i think for starters how do you feel about like the theme host that kind of thing i really liked the it was loose they could have done a little bit better (laughs) but i really liked that Doja Cat was the host, and there was this kind of planet her kind of theme to who presented things. Like, most of the presenters were women, except for fucking Conor McGregor and those random boy band members that they brought out. But I thought that that was, like, a cute touch. Tanache actually was one of the hosts for the pre-show, which I think was I think was rude, to be fair. I think Tanache could have performed at the VMAs, and I think that throwing her a little hosting gig at the pre-show was kind of disrespectful personally to me but she looked good so yeah um i feel like there could have been a better flow to the proceedings Mm -hmm. um i didn't watch the pre-show i've seen like clips but i I was not gonna sit there and like make myself watch the whole thing so Mm -hmm. i've seen the important tidbits Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I really liked the order in which they had people res- uh, like presenting the next guest. Like it, it, like the correlation always mm-hmm. made sense. Yeah. Um, again, except for Conor McGregor, why are you here? Why are you? So why are random. you here? And why did why did the camera land on this man so many times? Um, Literally, there were like actual artists in the audience. And I did not see the artist, but I saw Conor McGregor multiple times. I saw this one random normie girl who just looked not like she did not want to be there. I saw her like six times. The camera kept on panning to her. And I know if that were me, I would be so pissed. Like, you know when you just yeah. have like a resting bitch face? Why would you put the camera on me? Because <laughs> then it looks right, like I don't right, like what like... I'm watching, but that's not the case. I'm just, that's yeah. just my face. Yeah. And then let me think. There was definitely, like, just... And this just happens with, like, live shows. But I feel like there was so many, like... Can we pick a fucking camera? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that happened a couple times. Um, A specific example... No, I won't get into a specific example. Because I will save that for when we talk about that performance. But, mm-hmm. yeah. There was just a lot of times where I was like, can we pick a camera? Like, there was one time that, like, one of the presenters came out and straight up was like, where am I looking? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, I cannot read that teleprompter. Like, okay. Did we practice or were we just going for it? Okay. Literally. Yeah. A mess. It seemed very, like, slammed together. I will say who wasn't a mess was Doja as a host. I quite enjoyed her. I quite enjoyed her dry snark. There were a lot of moments where I was like, yeah, this makes sense. She was kind <laughs> of, like, digging at the VMA some of her comments. There was, like, when she was announcing, like, the new artists of the year or whatever, she was like, this is probably, you know, all these nominees probably were new artists 20 years ago, but alas, or something like that. And I was like, that's funny. (laughs) And it's funny because she won Best New Artist last year, and, you know, she'd been making music long before that. Last year was just kind Mm -hmm. of when she blew up. So I thought it was funny that she was still awarded that award and still had shit to say about the way that we discuss, like, who's, what's new, what's hot kind of thing yeah yeah like acting as if they like popped up like they 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 randomly like Mm -hmm. just emerged met success (laughs) like yeah but i liked her as a host and i liked her performance too but we'll get to that yeah i mean okay so her as a host it's like fine whatever but i feel like and this could be me because i haven't like listened to all of planet her Mm -hmm. but what the fuck was doja wearing it was just very it seemed out of place with the rest of the show because oh, nobody true. else was like that. Nobody else was doing like these ridiculous. Yeah, outfits. like so it just seemed out of place. That's and I true. couldn't get past that. Like like she looked I don't know exactly like what thing in Spy Kids it was, but there's definitely a thing in Spy Kids that she looked like when she was Wait, you're talking about the worm? <laughs> the worm looking at the worm outfit. <laughs> yeah, I was like what the fuck is this? And like again, I haven't like like watched all the videos from that album and i haven't even really listened to the whole album but i was like it's out of place even if it's like something that's like her theme it's out of place yes i thought the worm outfit was exceptionally ridiculous especially the fact (laughs) that she accepted the the award for kiss me more with sizza and sizza looks so glam so amazing and there's doja right next to her looking like an absolute worm and she even laughed at the fact that this was her life right now but Girl, yeah. why did you wear it in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We could have avoided all of this <laughs> if you just didn't wear this ridiculous hat shit. And then she was in, at the end, she's over here wearing some fucking chicken feet stilettos. <laughs> I'm glad that was the outfit at the end because I would not have been <laughs> able to get through if that was like the opening outfit. <laughs> 
Yeah, they just, like, progressively got worse, and I was like... Hmm, mm, I don't think they progressively isn't... got worse, because the chair outfit was one of the last outfits, and I really liked the chair. <laughs> the chair outfit was very cute. She had a chair on her head, and this cute little leather dress with, like, daggers and stuff in it. It was very, it was very cute and very camp. And then she sat in the chair when she was presenting the next award, and she was so in the camp that she forgot to pick up her microphone, so she was announcing the award, and nobody could fucking hear her, and she was like, oh, <laughs> and then she picked Oops. up the mic... <laughs> It was funny. I liked. I enjoyed that part. That that was a fun little bit of camp. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I think that we could go into. Speaking of looks, before I before I move on, did you see Bretman Rock? I didn't. He was yeah, wearing a dress that Aaliyah wore to the VMAs. In like early two thousands, obviously. I don't know the exact year. I don't want to lie, but it was very cute. Yeah, I know it was cute because my mom was like, is that a woman? <laughs> oh. And that's how I know that somebody is slaying a look when my mom questions their gender. Why nothing come up when I, when I type this? Oh, typos. <laughs> 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 oh, it's cute. It's a look. It's a look. He presented an award... Um, with Tanache side by side at the pre-show and them side by side was like wait I want more of this I was like <laughs> I kind of want to watch a TV series about these two being like roommates or something it was very cute um, but anyway on to the important stuff I labeled everything that felt like a performance to me and I numbered them so we're gonna go from performance to performance in chron- chronological order but we don't have to talk about everything if you want to just say next, say next, and we will skip it. Sounds good? Okay, and if I say next, I'll probably get, want to still give a reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, performance one, Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we're going chronologically just from every every performance? Yes. Okay. Um... Not an opener in my eyes. That's all I really had to say about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It just felt it just felt really flat. Like here's Justin Bieber, like And I hate Kid Leroy. I've decided I actually hate him. <laughs> Before I just didn't know who he was, and now I actively dislike him. <laughs> Interesting. I just don't understand why his songs get as popular as they do. Cause they're not the messages aren't that interesting. The music itself isn't that interesting. Yeah, because I don't even remember, like, what... Like, I know that whatever song they performed is very, like, out there right now, but I can't tell you the name of it. Because it sounds like every other song. I never would have told you to change. And that's the thing. They didn't even hit the high notes in the song. They're not even that high. They were just like, I do the... I told you (laughs) what. I was like, really? Y'all could have just played yeah. the track and walked off the yeah, stage. Yeah, okay, so, and that, this is, like, my critique for this performance and the next, like, couple. hmm Is that they just felt, like, half-assed. hmm Like, I'm like, okay, award shows, you're supposed to go all out, but I'm like, for a solid, like, 15, I'm like, okay, did all of you sprint on the stage? Because where is the breath control? There's a while, yeah, there was a while where there wasn't really a lot going on. After this, it kind of blends into Justin Bieber's performance of a new song that I think is called Ghost or something like that. Didn't really care for it, but I don't really care for Justin Bieber 92% of the time, so I wasn't (laughs) surprised that I didn't really care for it. Um, Again, I realized that Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber were the opener simply because 
they could not go after pretty much any other performance. It would have been a disappointment for them to go anywhere else because that's how dry the performance was to me. I know some of y'all got your lives. I'm not one of those guys. Um, Yes, which blended into another performance of Olivia Rodrigo, my girl, singing Good For You. One of the songs of the summer, I would say. I thought Mm -hmm. it was cute. Wasn't too crazy. Pretty much was just the music video slash her little prom era thing that she's been doing. Wasn't too crazy. Vocals did get a little choppy at the end, but first time at the VMAs, I'll cut her some slack. Um, Yeah. Fun, but not too crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I was kind of surprised she did good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, especially considering they started with Brutal, which I know people like... That's, like, the one that people have been I thought she was going to do Brutal. I, like, 100%. I was was surprised that she was going to do Good For You. Because I thought that she was just going to do, like, a full performance of Brutal. Since she's never really performed that live anywhere. Yeah, I feel like this thing is happening with Olivia Rodrigo where she's just, like, her music was just, like, very at the forefront really quickly. It was, like, really anticipated really fast. Mm -hmm. And then it, like, and then it delivered. Like, it was good. So then because of that, she just, like, hit, like, hit stardom really quickly. And people started asking her about stuff that, like, why are we asking for her opinion on these things? Mm. You know what I mean? Not that her opinion doesn't matter, but it's, like, you're going to get her in trouble because that's just how people are. Like, that's just how stan culture is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's, like, and then, like, and then she's too, I don't know, new, I guess, to, like, realize that that's what it is. But then, like, they asked her whatever they asked her. And whatever her answer was was basically, like, Beyonce's not my favorite. (laughs) Like, and then, but also later in, like, a different interview, she was, like, oh, I didn't grow up with, like, any women of color, like, influences, like, in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Which are two comments that are gonna get you caught up. Right, but also, and then like, you say them side when you by see side the like person that, who Olivia Rodrigo is, it's like, <laughs> duh, obviously those like, things she, are true about her. <laughs> she smashed a, a camera at the end, and that's a very Beyonce move, so it's like, oof. Oh, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. I did like so, I mean, the angle in which the camera was smashed. It was like a stab with the bottom of the microphone. I thought that that was cute. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, she's very cute. Love her music. Vocals were choppy. And she, when people ask her stuff, she should realize that some stuff don't need an answer. <laughs> Literally, I mean, there's some things that I just up really quickly. wouldn't ask Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, knowing right. that Olivia Rodrigo is a self-proclaimed Taylor Swift fan kind of answers a lot of those questions off the bat. So it's like, why? Right. Why do we go further? Right. I just but, feel but like the people that are asking you these questions are trying to be messy. Right. Exactly. 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 I just feel like, and I could be wrong. I know there are some Swifties that listen. I feel like it is not possible to be a Swifty and to be a Beyonce stan. I don't think it's possible to be both. I don't think it is, because it tells me that you're looking for two different things in a performer. And maybe you are. <laughs> but I think it's rare for people to be looking for two different things in the performers that they, like, stan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, there's definitely a, a theme to the people that I'm like, yes, I stan this person. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift does not fit that theme. (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of Taylor Swift adjacent, uh, the next performer is Casey Musgraves. This was one of the performances that I was surprised that I enjoyed so much. Because even though I love Casey Musgraves, 
I've never watched the Casey Musgraves performance and been like thrilled. But the build of this song was really cool. It was my first time hearing the song. I think it was her first time performing it ever. But the like fire heart that built up, that was fucking cool. That was a VMA moment right there. I thought that was really cool. So let me tell you, they kept saying this Casey Musgraves, and I was like, who? <laughs> who? Like, I didn't, and then I was like, okay, I don't really know who this person is. I'm going to tune out, and then if it sounds interesting, I'm going to tune back in, and I didn't. Oh, damn. So maybe I'll go back and watch the it now that you're, like, You Inquistadora thing she was serving? She, it was serving Inquistador. It was serving Spain. It was serving that scene in Cheetah Girls when they're, like, in the bar, and everyone's singing Well, I was the like, lullaby. the thing is, I was like... If her vocals draw me back in, yeah, I'll watch. And her vocals didn't. Okay. Fair enough. So, Fair yeah. enough. I'm not going to die on... <laughs> I ain't going to die on the Casey Musgraves boat. Trust you me. <laughs> I enjoy her, but I ain't fighting her battles, to be fair. I thought that it was a very pretty performance. I liked it. Again, don't know if it was necessarily... I think the aesthetics were very VMAs. I don't know if the song was. That's just me. I think that VMAs is about big, flashy moments because... It's supposed to be about big, flashy music videos, so you're supposed to be carrying that energy to the stage. And I think a lot of performers didn't, but alas. Yeah, a lot of performers didn't. Mm-hmm. Like the like the Justin Bieber swing, like that whole like couple minutes. So I'm like, it didn't make sense for them to open with that. The only reason right. it made sense was because it was going to be a disappointment if you put it in New Worlds. Right, literally. I also, side note, this is a side, side tangent, this... Oh, the whole like VMAs kind of made me mad that they got rid of the Video Vanguard award because I feel like the Video Vanguard award added such like a nice pulse to the show, especially mm-hmm. after Rihanna's year where it was started being like a thing where Video Vanguard performances are popping up throughout the event rather than just like one block. Like I don't know, I feel like it added like a through line of the show, and I kind of miss yeah, that. that you know what that makes sense. That's exactly what it was missing. Uh, the next performance after Casey was 21 Pilots, which I did not know that 21 Pilots was just one person now. I also did not hmm. know that that song was a 21 Pilots song. I thought it was an AJR song because it sounds like an AJR song. So I was pleasantly surprised because <laughs> I've heard that song on the radio a lot and I got kind of annoyed by it. And then hearing mm-hmm. it and seeing that it was 21 Pilots gave it like a refresh in my brain. So I kind of enjoy that song now. I also thought it was funny that he announced that his wife was pregnant. That's a VMA's moment. Again, a VMA's moment. I think that's funny. Yeah. I, too, did not realize that 21 Pilots was only one person. Now it is. I guess the other person left the group. Interesting. But, yeah, and I guess it makes sense to just continue to go go by, like, 21 Pilots. Mm -hmm. A lot of bands do that. (laughs) They're going to be like, who is Samuel? That's hilarious, actually. Okay. Um, I, side note, side tangent of the performances, because I left notes of awards that I thought was stupid. Best Pop, Justin mm. Bieber, Peaches, stupid. A stupid award. Wait, wait. Because when they, when they were like, Best Pop, Justin Bieber, I was like, if this man comes up on this stage talking about, I make R&B, I was going to freaking that would be funny. cut the program off. That would be really funny, actually. And it's funny because Peaches is still him trying to sit in this, like, R&B lane. So the fact that it was labeled pop by the VMAs makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Hilarious. I thought that that Giveon looked very cute. I liked his fit. I kind of... I used to really not like a suit with shorts. But I'm starting to like it. It's starting to grow on me. Yeah, I've done properly. Mm -hmm. It's very cute. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, after, you know, the random Lotto St. John cut in, there is an Ed Sheeran performance. It's a skip for me. Mm-hmm. I don't even really want to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that. I too. will say, the only thing I will say is that they had to find a way to put Rita Ora on the fucking screen, and this was the only place she would fit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Whoever Rita Ora's PR team is needs a fucking raise because that girl stays booked and busy, and I can booked tell. Booked and busy. What name is for? Like, makes zero sense. I saw her, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She do not take breaks. She works. She works very hard she, to be on our screen. She screens. works non-stop. And this girl will take any job commander. <laughs> she will be extra number four in a Tyler Perry movie. Girl, I don't blame her. Pay your bills. I don't blame her. <laughs> I can't fault her. The management is who I fault. <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, my gosh. But question, though. When, like, why did we all, like, collectively become, like, so... What's the word? Indifferent about Ed Sheeran. About Ed Sheeran? Yeah, I like, what happened? It's weird, because the reason for other people I don't think is my... I mean, I don't dislike Ed Sheeran. I just think that he's very normy. He's a very normy place in music. It's not, like, you know... It's not cool to like Ed Sheeran, so I guess that's why it's cool to dislike him, but... <laughs> <laughs> he has, like, a couple of songs that people hate that I actually really enjoy. Like, that I Don't Care song with Justin Bieber, I think is so fun. I really like that yeah, song. Yeah, I like that song. But people hate that, like song. that song. And people said that that was like the downfall of him as like a songwriter. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really like this current era that he's in. I haven't really liked any of the songs that have come out this year by Ed Sheeran. Um, but I don't think he's like a bad person. <laughs> I just don't really care for his music a lot of the time. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I feel like he has a couple like really good songs. Mm-hmm. Like, like really timeless good. classics. Yeah, but then yeah, I guess maybe outside of those... His other songs aren't even songs that are, like, worth going out of my way to hear. Mm-hmm. I also think that it is a little bit of, like, a... What is the opposite of pretty privilege? <laughs> He's not the hmm. nicest to look at, I think. I think so people, people like, are just, like, enjoy dismissive of him. No, I'm saying that he's, like, oh. dismissive of him because of that. Mm, like, yeah. if Ed Sheeran had the face of a Shawn Mendes or a Harry Styles, I think his career would look a little different. I do. Hmm. Fair. Um, all right. The next performance is one of the gold star performances of the night. Little Nas X and Jack Harlow. This was serving me VMA's fantasy. This was serving me. I came here to perform. I can sing. I can dance. I can rap. I can dress. And this was one of the few performances that gave me all of those things. Yeah, it gave what it was supposed to give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was it a little was a scared. It was VMA performance. Like, it was... I was scared at first because the marching band came out and I was like, can we stop doing this? Because Mm. I I was scared we were going down a Beyonce path and I was like, listen, we don't all got to do it. We don't all got to bring the band out. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like for, I feel like when, because, is there like a reference to a marching band in any of his other videos? There isn't, right? No. Yeah, so I feel like him doing it is maybe tribute e because he's also wearing like the pink shade. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like tribute e, whereas like when Taylor Swift does it, she's just a culture vulture. Yeah. Um. So that's why I didn't like hate it, and it was like, not that is not what the the performance center. 
So I was like not going right. to look at it. Right. I love the locker. First of all, I love the the clap 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 with with Jack Harlow and Little Nas X. That was a again mm-hmm. a VMA cute, moment. Cute. I thought it was cute. And then of course we go right into Montero after that with the locker room scene. My mom walked out of the room. I was of like, "This did. is it. This is it right here. <laughs> this is it. Make them uncomfortable, Little Nas. Shake the table." <laughs> this was the first performance with any sex appeal. First of all. Why didn't we open with right. sex appeal? It's a VMA. It, like, it progressively got more and more aggressively mm-hmm. <laughs> sexual from that point, too. Mm-hmm. True. Like, super fucking aggressively. But yeah, no, it was really good. I have no I have no qualms. Yeah, it was a good performance. About it. I yeah. I very much enjoy Mr. Montero. He's a he's a fun performer. Fun guy. Did you see that he like blacked out after? Yeah, I saw his tweet and it was like a video, it was like a picture of him having to like get like very like basically like carried out and he was like not y'all shaming a postpartum mother for going out and enjoying herself. <laughs> That's funny. See, he's a That's comedian like, as that. well. So fun. He really is like uh he a man of the times cuz then somebody else like tweeted like during the show like it's really not okay to like um show that a woman should lose all this postpartum weight so soon after pregnancy and she like added little Nas X <laughs> like, like you lost funny. his weight in such an unhealthy way I was like that's so cute I think it's so funny to think about the fact that there was no way he put on that, that, that like prosthetics like multiple times so the fact that he recorded all of this like content <laughs> leading right. up to this in release one in go. one day and one big go and then he's just been posting it like leaking it so like ever so often I think it's so funny to me mm-hmm. uh, now that's a team that's a creative team <laughs> that, you know, does their fucking jobs. And uh, some artists could use a creative team that does those things. But we will get to those artists when we get to those artists. Um, Video for Good Award. Billie Eilish won for Your Power. I thought that it was a very cute acceptance. I thought that that would... I, I, I love that she did not have to say that she was sexually assaulted. For you to know that there's probably that experience that she... I don't know. She's just very good at speaking. She's gotten very good at speaking. Compared Mm -hmm. to, like, when Billie Eilish was first winning awards. And so I I say cheers to that growth. The next performance (laughs) is Camila Cabello. And you know what? It's the way I watched the show, but I still have no recollection recollection of the order in which they came in. <laughs> but like, aren't you tired? Aren't you exhausted? <laughs> like, aren't here's you what I will this? say. Here's what I will say. Positive no. Camila Cabello's vocal performance has definitely improved, and that's where I will, I will rest. There's not a lot to say. It just, it it's just like I want to like the thing I want to say about her will come back up when we talk about a different performance. So move on. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. It kind of blended into um, her boyfriend, which I thought that that was cute. I do think that the VMAs kind of puts Camila and Sean in our face in a very weird way. Like I've never mm-hmm. seen. I mean, to be fair, this doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen a lot. Like lately, that pop, two pop stars date. Um, it's kind of a rarity now versus like in the 2000s and 90s where it was like kind of the thing for pop stars to date each other. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like every VMAs I see them together performing, 
whether they have a song out together or whether they perform closely together. But anyway, it transitioned to Shawn Mendes' Summer of Love with Tiny, and I actually really like that song. And that's all I'll say. It was I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so, okay, so me and Wu, like, watched. This girl thought that they were talking about Tamika Tiny Harris. <laughs> that's who they... <laughs> She thought that they were bringing out Tiny with yeah. Shawn Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> like, T.I. Tiny. <laughs> that is so... That is... I was, like, I, know, I was like, I don't know a lot of things, but I know that's fucking lies. I know that's not what's happening. <laughs> Hell would freeze over before Shawn Mendes did a song with Tamika Tiny. But Hell would freeze over before Tiny performs at the VMAs. What the fuck does she have for, to promote Literally. that people are actually going to listen to? Not me imagining a tiny verse on Summer of Love. Hold on. No. Move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, they, it was cute. And I, again, back to Camila. I thought that the presentation was nice. It was a VMA's level presentation of performance. That I will say. This is when the performances started heating up, I would say. Mm-hmm. When they started, you know, it started feeling like the VMA's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sweet. Okay, um, this, I don't know, this doesn't really count as a performance, but Anita had, like, a commercial performance, and I don't think it was actually live, I think it was, like, just her dancing, um, but I really like Anita, and recently I found out that Anita has, like, a really big fan base, like, a BTS-level scary fan base, and you know what, I'm glad that the women of color are getting that now, good, she should have one, have fun with that, Brazilian (laughs) icon, Anita's really fun. I never thought that I would enjoy music in Portuguese, but I really like music in Portuguese because of Anita. Anita opened the door. Um, the next performance is Doja Cat. Doja. I did not expect her to be in the air for the whole performance, but she was. And I'm assuming that those were live vocals in the air, and to that, I applaud her. I feel like part of the illusion is that you're not supposed to see like the their mech, like the things that they're in. Like, the, the straps and stuff like that. I feel like that's mm-hmm. supposed to be part of the illusion. hmm And, like, you can see hers. So it defeats the purpose. Like, they were up on her the whole time. Right. Also, so the it, camera it def- was at a very weird angle. Like, you could see, yeah. like, the rafters and shit. Like, mm. It wasn't very... You're supposed to get, like, a wide angle on that yeah. so that you can see her, like, floating above the crowd. Yeah. So it seemed almost pointless that she was up there because they were up on her so much that you didn't get to enjoy the illusion of her being... Not even the illusion. You didn't even get to enjoy the view of her being in the sky. That pointless. is such a good point. Like, technically speaking, the VMAs very, very much slacked. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Wow. Look at you. It's almost like you studied this stuff in college or something. Right. Look at a, <laughs> look at a cinematic art minor look at you. coming into play. Work, work. I did... I didn't like the choices... Of songs that she performed because it felt like this is what I would hear at a Doja Cat concert versus this is what I would hear at the VMAs um right because she puts on this like super campy show all night and then she goes to perform and it's that it's yeah it just wasn't it didn't like track and she warned in the pre-show she like warned about it she said like I think people are used to a very like very like uh like spectacle performance for me but this one is a little bit more dramatic and I'm like mmm I just don't understand why this wasn't a kiss me more moment or a um even like a get into it yeah moment 
Or even, why didn't Doja perform multiple times throughout the night? I don't know. I think that that would have been something that would have added a through line again. That could have made more sense. That could have made more sense than than Lotto St. John because then also I feel like considering Doja was the host, we barely saw her. True. And that was kind of one of my my main critiques too because I was like, do we normally not see the host this much? Well, the past like like, two or three years, we haven't even had a host of the VMAs, so. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Maybe she would have been a better through line than Lotto and St. John. Mm. And those two artists could have still just gotten like two minutes each on the stage. Mm Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I accidentally closed my notes up, so I have to open it again. But the next performance is... Um, oh. <laughs> Before we get off of Doja, I thought that when she got on the ground and she started doing like those weird karate moves, I thought that, that was very fun. I thought that that added a little bit of the camp. I wrote, okay, Shang-Chi, in my notes. And I thought that, that was funny. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Artist of the Year, Justin Bieber. Boo. Again, aren't Boo. we tired? Aren't we exhausted? Aren't we done with doing the same fucking thing over and the over The thing about the VMAs again? is that people did vote, and I did not yeah. vote. So I have to say that. Like, I can't be one of those people who's complaining about Donald Trump being in office when I didn't vote. But I think that that's stupid still. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Back before before we move on, you weren't even old enough to vote yet <laughs> when Donald Trump. Was in true, office, true, but, but for the sake of the analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't want, I don't want, I don't want there to be no fucking fusion. Right, exactly. Because if I could vote, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have voted for him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but yeah, that was a dark moment, but it was followed by a bright light because Hallie started strutting on the stage, and I already knew what was about to go down. The titties were. The titties were tittying. They I were was late. like, she done got her Disney money and she's moving the fuck on. <laughs> literally. Literally. Which made me think about the fact that when they do all the CGI and stuff, the titties are still going to be there. And, you know, Ariel has a pretty revealing Oh my gosh, her outfit, <laughs> to be fair. You know what I mean? I just think it's going to be fun to see what they do with that <laughs> because they're going to be there. Anyway, they're going to be yeah. present. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And then there was this, okay, another tweet was this person that was like, oh my gosh, um, Hallie is like the annoying little sister that like your parents tell you you have to take everywhere, da 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 like she needs to get her own shit to do. And then Hallie like wrote a think piece like, man, fuck that, like that's my sister, da 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 stop trying to pit us against each other, like all this stuff. Did Hallie and really then- do that? <laughs> Hallie really replied to that? Uh, Chloe did. Chloe oh, did. Okay. She was like, she was like, stop like trying to pit us against each other. Da da da. da. Like that's my sister. Like y'all want us to hate each other so bad. And then, and then Hallie quote retweeted it like the same tweet. Like the, like Hallie's like the annoying little sister that you have to take everywhere. And she was like, and what of it? <laughs> I was like, I love that. And she's still paid. Your annoying right. little sister ain't paid. She's still with your right. parents. So. Right. Why even say anything? Keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Anywho's it's I thought that it was so tactful for Hallie to be the one to announce Chloe. Because it kind mm-hmm. of answers all of those questions that dumb people had. Because <laughs> I think people right. forget that they're sisters. And if one of them goes solo, the other person is probably gonna be supportive of it. <laughs> right. And like the fact that like, yeah, they probably don't have anything new together because the girl is Hallie shooting is- a film. 
making a movie. Like, so it's a like, multi million dollar international film. She has things yeah, so to do. Yeah, so was Chloe do. just supposed to sit there and twiddle her thumbs? Like, <laughs> of course, a song or two got made in the meantime. That's what they do, that's their profession. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? She was like, mm, there's no money to be made, so I'll just sit here and wait. Literally. Literally. Anyway, onwards to Chloe's performance. I have so many positive things to say, so I will start with the negative. I think the thing that we've been talking about this whole VMAs, it's about VMAs moments. It's about very thought out, clear messaging, shocking, provocative, loud. Mm -hmm. I think that Chloe did all of those things as a performer, as an individual, she did that. But I think her team or the VMAs team or whoever was responsible made a very messy set for her to perform on. From the background dancers to the visual stuff going on in the back. I knew what Chloe's through line was, because I knew that of this whole like witchy Medusa vibe for both the music video and for this performance. I just mm-hmm. don't think that the people around her, the technical people, executed it in the way that I know that she probably wanted it done. And the way that we probably would have received it. But outside of that, timeless performance, timeless vocals, timeless energy. Can I add another critique? Yeah, go for it. Um, and it's another technical critique, which it, I guess kind of like piggybacks off. I fucking hate that saying. Let me just piggyback off. Let of me what just you piggyback just... off of what you're saying. I hate that. But it's it's kind of like in, like I feel like what you say kind of encompasses it. Like, is that when they were swinging from who performed before? Her? There wasn't, like, a direct performance before her. What was it? What was right before her? It was just Hallie was announcing award? her. No, well, there no, no. Was... Okay, so right before Oh, it was the just the Artist of the Year Award was right before. Okay, so they, like, do that award, and then they're swinging, because, you know, it's, like, multiple stages. They're, like, swinging, and you could see them headed for the stage that Chloe was on, and she yeah. was already on it. It's very messy, and then, the transitions, and then, yeah. Like, at a, whenever, like, somebody, they, like, swing wide, and they go to Hallie, and it's, like, okay, that was messy as fuck. Y'all can't get get your fucking camera numbers right and get to the right stage <laughs> because they like kind of if you were paying attention it, you're like oh that's Hallie I mean that's Chloe sitting right there mm-hmm. so it like it like kind of spoiled the surprise if you were paying attention the mm-hmm. way I was so yeah that was it though I just think it's like I know that the kind of person that Chloe is and there's a that, there's that clip of her crying when she gets off of stage because she works so hard and all that stuff. And I know that in the back of her mind, because she said she was very nervous for this performance. I know in the back of her mind, it was all of the other stuff. Like all of the production stuff that was making her mm-hmm. nervous. As well as this was the first time that she's performing her own song solo in this manner. And so that's the thing. Chloe's nervous compared to most of these girls nervous. It's not the same thing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Because first performance solo, first performance like on that stage where people are expecting kind of more than mm-hmm. they would at maybe an, a, a different award show. Mm-hmm. But again, aggressive as fuck. Like that was just like the vibe that I got off of it. Like, mm-hmm. like, Oh, like, okay. Okay. Like shit. Like, and I'm not like approved by any means. I just wasn't. And I know that like, that's just been like her, that's like the era mm-hmm. that she's like coming into her and Hallie now that she's not making Disney money no more. Mm-hmm. But, or now that they didn't cut the check already, but um, like especially the end, 
I was like, okay, if, if Chloe gonna do one thing, it's gonna get on the is, is she gonna get on the floor. She gonna get on the floor and she gonna sing on the floor at the same time. Yeah, because <laughs> bills need to be paid. Rent mm-hmm. is due. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Literally. But I digress. I think that the vocals, the mic was on. <laughs> ten out of ten. And that I have to say that for a couple of performances coming up, the mic was on. And I love that. I don't know. I love that Chloe is so true to herself when she performs. She says that she becomes like a different person, like she has like a Sasha Fierce moment, but I think that this is mm-hmm. like her heart that you see when she performs. And I just Yeah, I saw this yeah. this thing and it was like it was like Chloe on the stage versus Chloe like not and it was like a pit bull. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. It like makes sense. Makes the most sense. The mic licking at the end, I could have went without that. It was a lot. It was a lot. That was a lot and it cuz cuz people have been like tweeting and not that I not that people's opinions matter but it's like an opinion that like annoys me because they're like oh like it just her sex appeal just seems forced and she's like trying really hard to be sexy da, 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 da. i don't necessarily agree with that but that felt forced okay yeah like the last like 10 seconds of the performance just and i don't know if that was just like how it came out because like you said she's nervous and excited and like wants to give it her all and sometimes when you watch somebody give it their all you can be like ah, okay like <laughs> But the last, like, five to ten seconds, I was like, okay, like, we get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's fair. And I, I don't know. I, like, hate to say anything negative about such perfection. But Literally. That's the thing. Yeah. We wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't such a like, iconic performance. We wouldn't be nitpicking as far as we are. If right, it were just right. A like the way that I had to dig super deep to find that, like to right. be like, mm, I could have went without the t- last ten seconds. Like if the whole performance was shitty, I'd have been like, next. I think literally the only thing for me that would have made the performance better is if it were a more direct relation to the music video in that there's there's an outfit in the music video that I think would have worked better. I, I know that there was supposed to be like a lot of like ass shaking in the live performance. Like that was a big part of it. But I think it would have been nicer to just have like... And you know, this is literally, again, just me nitpicking, because I think the performance is great. I know what she was trying to do. But I think it would have been nicer to do, like, the, like, university sorority look for her and the background dancers. Also, I don't think male background dancers were super necessary. I think it would have been a cute, fun girl moment. But again, that's, again, me nitpicking, me trying to be the creative director from Chloe Hire Me. I, I I think one of the reasons that she maybe didn't, do the like sorority type of like thing mm. outside of yes there's a lot of ass shaking that needs to take place but another thing is like there's already kind of like when you watch the video there's already things in it that make you think of beyonce uh miss tina is in the fucking video right. <laughs> like and then she has like the she has like the greek letters and like all this so it's like if she was in that in that type of like dress for the performance it would have just been you know what i mean like people are mm. already gonna make the comparisons to beyonce so it's like, why give them another fucking thing? Right. I just she's think, full of original ideas. So right. like, and that's the thing. That's what I was excited about the video <laughs> and about this was the whole like Medusa witch kind of vibe of turning men to stone kind of thing. I just think that this this performance, the visuals were split between that university thing and the witchy thing. And I think it didn't work mm-hmm. all the way through. I thought that the end with the fire and everything that came up, like, that was really cool. I really liked that moment when she got all, like, serious and, like, her voice was very, like, intense. Like, that was really cool. Like, that was really cool. I wish they would have just committed to one of the two. Yeah, because the, yeah, because 
that was a thing too. I see where you're going because it's like yes, the video has it has like the Medusa thing, but it's not Halloween, right? Whereas the performance was giving Halloween at certain points, right? And I wish like, it would have yes, just at been one point there Halloween is like that green color. The green color was the worst part for me. Like it, I was like that was like that's what I okay I was like okay it's giving Halloween. Mm-hmm. I but, wish the okay, color so was literally anything other than green because it took yeah. away from the pink. It just it was too much. Anyway. Yeah, I was anyway, like oh, anyway, okay. anyway. I don't want to yeah, like again. You see how far we have to nit- nitpick mm-hmm. to like find this shit. Mm-hmm. Wow, I could really write my dissertation about how people will like have to nitpick that far but equate the things that we explained like as like mm, i would i would right. like change that look at how long like, we talked about would... this performance compared to some of the other performances tonight well that that and like they'll nitpick they'll have to like dig deep yes. to find something to critique and be like yeah so justin bieber did better but it's like but justin bieber did sing for half of his literally literally like so notice how none same. of our notes are about vocals none of our notes none. are about performability and it's she's just, one of the first people that we haven't had notes about vocals on. Really? Because that's the thing for me, too, is that, like, okay, yeah, you put on this, like, big, grand show. You have all these background dancers. You give choreography. But you... <laughs> the whole time. You should have just stood still and had your dancers do the dancing. Come on, Dua Lipa. Come on, Dua Lipa. And you could do a little one-two step. A little hip shimmy. A little Dua Lipa. A little Lipa, hip shimmy. A little, a little titty twerk. <laughs> We're not looking for a lot. I would rather have just good needs vocals to look than you dancing. It just needs to yeah, feel Yeah, I would rather cohesive. you not force it. If mm-hmm. you not, if your talent is not in dancing, don't dance. That's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Okay. Um, moving on to performance. Next performance. Another one of the gold star performances. We got Little Nas X, Chloe, and now I'd say the best performance of the night. Normani Corday. Yeah. Which I was confused because she was on Twitter. Unless this was just her planting seeds in people's head, like talking about like, oh, the VMAs haven't booked me yet. No, they didn't book her. They booked her after the fan reaction of her not being booked. Oh, really? Okay. Because I was wondering, I was like, was that like, I'm like, what came first? Like the chicken or the egg? Like, Mm -hmm. was she joking or was outrage enough to get her a spot? Which is really good. Like that means... That there's enough people pining for her that people are, like, finally noticing, like, oh, okay, this bitch is serious about the her moment, shit, you know? Literally, yeah. I think that Normani is a good example. This performance is a really good example of simplicity and cohesiveness over budget and disarray. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's also easier to have a cohesive performance when your video is a dance video. Literally true. Good point. Very because good point. That's, like, one of the reasons that, like, Michael Jackson performances were so good or, like, why Beyonce performances are so good is because, like, you know what choreography to expect. Right. And like, it's just kind of building performing upon performing the video it. in front of you, so it makes Which, sense. Which, it's a video music award, so everybody should be doing that, but, again, digress. Right. Right. But if you're, if you're like, a pop, like, super poppy, like, if you're Justin Bieber or Ed Sheeran, where your videos are supposed to, like, tell this, like, story, like, this romantic story or whatever, to me. It can be hard, yes. You know that's what I'm saying? Point. So it's like, that's, I, I think that's why Normani's was so streamlined. Is because it's already like a dance video. So we came to see this bitch dance. like. And she's going to do that. And, and again, Mike was on and her vocals have come so far. She's going to do that. Her vocals have come so far. She almost hit a freaking whistle tone in the middle of the thing. 
I was like, I was like, girl, wait a second. <laughs> the runs were on point. The choreography, everything. It was just from start to finish, literally nothing bad about the performance. And on top of it, she got to twerk on Tiana Taylor at the end. So like this, that was the VMA moment. That's the thing that people are going to yeah. be talking about years from now. That performance of all the performances, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. So my two critiques. Oh damn, she has again. Them. Again, you see how far we have to dig to find critiques about these black women? You see how they write bubbling to the surface when it's a white man? I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> um, let's stop using buoys and shit if we gonna see them. What's a buoy? Like, like the things that are supposed to pull you or keep you in the sky. Oh, or, true. Like, stop using this stuff if it's not gonna True, because you, you definitely saw her lay down, grab the thing. Sing like a whole eight count before her gets across the ground. Like she wasn't even. I'm like this bitch got rug burn. <laughs> like so, like stop using these pulley devices if they're not gonna be fucking invisible. That's true. It that is the purpose. There's from no watching engine. it, like I was happy that I knew what was gonna happen, but I don't think I should have known. Like it should have been like it should have happened before I could re- recollect that it was gonna happen. And because right, of the camera right. angles that were given. It was very obvious that it was about to happen. Right. Y'all have all this money. Invest in some good fucking camera people. And some people that know their cameras. Like, their camera numbers and shit. Like, oh my gosh. So that's my one thing. My two thing actually does have to do with the Tiana Taylor coming out. Uh-oh. Loved it. We'll watch it again. Cool. I just hope that it's not one of those things of, like, hmm. Imagine if Little Nas X had done that. Imagine if Little Nas X. Oh, good point. Good point. If Little Nas X and Jack Harlow made out in the middle of the performance, it would be it would be a thing. So like one, there's that. So it's like I really hate how Little Nas X has come out and he's taken all this like taken all the abuse, all oh. the arrows. <laughs> right. And that's like who he is as a person. Whereas, and I'm not like Normani could be whatever part of the part of the she could be dyking it whatever mm, normani and lauren was a popular ship in the fifth right and i i mean if any two people in that band were fucking it was them <laughs> right but <laughs> but um yeah like that's like i so i guess that's my thing is that she hasn't like outwardly said that she is and even if she said she was she's not gonna catch the backlash that lona's ex has right but yeah that's so it's like that's like where i go but also <laughs> So I was like, if any two people were fucking, it was them. Like I said earlier, I finished Pose, like the second season of Pose. Mm-hmm. And that part where Damon is like putting everybody business out there. Oh, I love that scene. And and Electra comes back in the room and Damon's like, it's not because you two are fucking. And Electra goes, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Top two Electra moments and it's not fucking number two. Literally. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Me and Mo rewound that part like three times. That part is so funny. Oh my gosh, Lulu and Electra just like for this shit. (laughs) Just being in the cut, soaking up all the drama. Uh, That show was timeless. Literally, literally, I cannot think of a better show. I literally can't. Um, (laughs) That's the last performance that I even want to really give time to, and that's no offense to like Ozuna or like. who came there was a bit popular rapper that came at the end but i was already drunk at that point um because i honestly thought that we were gonna skip to those three performances and just talk about that but <laughs> like i, I was kind of surprised that we did i don't even care <laughs> i don't 
I don't. And care. okay, also the one, the last thing, and it was it it um it was the last performance of the uh, oh MGK and Travis again was drunk at this point was not really yeah but watching. but the only like cute thing about that was that it was MGK and Travis Barker and Megan Fox and Courtney Courtney Kardashian like introduced them yeah. That was like the only like semi cute thing. I was like, I really don't care about any of these people. And MG is like a really versatile artist. Like as corny as he used to be, really versatile artist, and like yeah. is about his shit. Yeah, like, he's definitely like a force. When if you if you like that type of music, mm-hmm. so. I can respect him. Just that uh, arm's yeah. length. Right, right, and he don't need to be in no more movies. <laughs> Come on, what is that movie called? Starstruck? Beyond the Lights. Beyond the Lights, not Starstruck. <laughs> That's a completely different movie. Oh my gosh. Beyond that the Lights is a film. No. MPK is in it. He plays an abusive boyfriend. Big Sean is in it. Ooh, what a time. Shaka Khan is in it. Shaka V Khan. I gotta watch that movie again. Is it still on Netflix? I gotta hit play on that so. movie one time. The, thing, for the crazy time. part about the movie is the premise of the movie is not bad. It's not a it's bad just, premise. Why are at all. all these fucking people in it? <laughs> There's just a lot of things about it that are interesting choice. When they run away to Mexico, so random. Yeah. Such a random plot line. Anyway, I think that it, it has a decent payoff. It's it's an okay film. Yeah, it really is okay. <laughs> but why the fuck? Like, Big Sean has a random cameo, and again, Chaka Khan. What the fuck? It's just, you know. I'm surprised Rita Ora wasn't in it, bitch. <laughs> it was before her time. <laughs> It was before Rhea Ora got really insidious. That's why she's not in it. Truly, that's the only <laughs> reason insidious. why. That's the only. That's my favorite adjective lately, by the way. Yeah, that's the only reason. I would say, yeah, I would rate this VMAs a seven out of ten. Because when I was watching it, I thought it was really good, and then when I reflected on it, I was like, wait, that was actually kind of terrible, except for the like, three choice performances. Yeah, I would have given it a six because, yeah. Again, a, a lot of it felt like filler performances to me, but that's because I don't listen to a lot of Not that artists. I don't listen to any of those. I don't go out of my way to listen to a lot of those artists. Fair. Fair. I, I just thought that it was great that I got Little Nas, Chloe, Normani. Like, I thought that that was crazy. I don't think I've ever yeah. been so in tune yeah. with VMAs. Right. Exactly. Right. That was like my biggest thing, too, was like, wow, there's literally, and, the, and it's crazy because. There were so many performers, and three of them were black. And in my opinion, the three best performers. <laughs> Four of them but... are black. This told you got. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> Not the mixed girl forgetting about another mixed girl. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, girl. So sorry, girl. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an enjoyable, an enjoyable show. I didn't feel like turning it off until after Normani performed, and so the fact that y'all kept me that long. Also, William lied to me and told me that Megan was performing at the end, and that's what kept me as long as I did. So. Okay, and that, okay, that was my critique too. And oh, wait, another thing too is that there was literally six black performers because Saint John and Lotto. Oh, true. But um, but were they performers or were they? <laughs> they were there. Okay, um, they were on a stage and they performed music, so they performed. Um, they performed, yeah, true. But yeah, WAP was. Um, nominated in three, literally three fucking categories, and didn't get anything. And I and I knew it wasn't gonna get anything because I knew Meg Thee Stallion wasn't there, and mm-hmm. Cardi B just dropped a baby. So like, yeah, I knew they weren't gonna get anything. But I was like, I hate when I hate when award shows do that because if you look at like what songs and what people were 
nominated for stuff, you would think that there was like ten songs over the summer. Like you yeah. would think there have been like ten songs that came out because it was like literally re they were reusing songs like as filler basically like in categories that they knew what what song was already gonna win or what video was already gonna win right. and they just used all these other things that everybody really knew about as filler. But that's the thing about nominations. The goal of nominations is to get these artists to come to the event. Mm. It's not necessarily about like oh do I think they're gonna win. It's like oh we need this artist to come to this event if we nominate them even though we know they might not win. That's what they. That's what they were doing for with Chloe and Halle for like four years. <laughs> At like a lot of True. the award shows, they were like nominating I, yeah, them so that I, they can come because they know Beyonce's not going to come, and then not <laughs> giving them the award. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. Um. What was it? There was one other thing. One other slight critique. We're already at over an hour, and it's we're not even in the Ask Your Dad segment yet. But one Ooh. slight critique. I do hate that there is a K-pop category at the VMAs. Not because I don't love K-pop, because I do, but because I think the VMAs is about American music and what's popular in America. And the only K-pop group that has a large fan base, because it's a niche, it's a niche. It's a niche genre if we're looking at the American audience. Mm-hmm. The only K-pop group that has an American audience that's gonna go and vote in the way that some of these other categories have like fans like that are gonna go vote is BTS, and BTS right. is always nominated for this K-pop category, and it's not fair to all those other groups, especially because a lot of the times they are not coming to the VMAs. So it's like, why run my name through the streets for nothing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I and, mean, I think the only the only like positive about having like nominations of people that you know aren't gonna win is that it at least. It at least brings more attention to them. Right. So, like, if you know, like, one or two BTS songs, and that's, like, all the K-pop you know, and then, like, you see these nominations, you're like, oh, oh that, the snippet ooh, of that, that song that Ooh, that little snippet sound high. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. That is fair. I just think there's another way to do that. Like, they have this whole, like, push artist thing that they do. They, they MTV has the means. If they wanted to give a platform to other K-pop artists, there are other ways to do it. And I've seen can- them do it in other ways. That and, like, MTV could literally spend more than just this one award show playing music because if I have to watch another episode of fucking ridiculousness, it's called MTV and they don't ever play music videos. Literally, every time I, like, think, like, "Mm, maybe I'll turn on MTV, see what's on MTV, it's always ridiculousness playing. What is that about? Yeah. I saw this thing and it was, like, Rob Nerdek must have witnessed a motherfucking murder and has this whole network by the balls because why? Why? True. He's He's been paid by like Viacom and MTV literally since we were children. Like yeah, he, like, he secured the bag in a very powerful way. And there's way. so many shows like, like Wild and Out may make sense to be on MTV. Right. That's like the only one. Because right. like literally, there's like Wildin' Out. I think still Teen Mom, Catfish, and Ridiculousness. Those are like the only shows that they play. Right. I do miss. I really did actually like just because of the like pop culture of it all. I did really like that like Girls Code and Boys Code or whatever the show was called, like Man Code, Bro Code or whatever yeah. that was called. I liked those shows. Those were funny. Yeah. As a kid, I learned a lot about gender through those shows. Maybe some things I shouldn't have learned about gender. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> yeah, I Me thought that well. those were funny shows. Um, anyway, we've been talking about MTV and the VMAs a lot. Happy birthday, MTV. This might be the last time I ever talk about your platform on this podcast. <laughs> we're going to take a little Until break. Until next year. <laughs> Until next year. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back for the <laughs> long-awaited... <laughs> 
titular segment. We are back for the Ask Your Dad segment, the titular segment of the pad podcast <laughs> of the podcast. Everyone, that's what we do here. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have anything particular that you would like to hear from us, you need any help with a situation that you're going through in your life, you could DM us at Ask Your Dad Pod on Instagram, or you could email us at Just Ask Your Dad at gmail.com just ask your dad at gmail.com until then we will be doing some reddit situations that i dug up um we got some messy things we've got some interesting things i think i'm quite excited after a full episode of talking about <laughs> talking about very glamorous people who are paid to do what they do i'm i'm glad to uh talk about some messy poor people let's get into it um Let's see. What do we got first? What do we got first? Sadie, are you still there? I am. I muted because I live with roommates. Okay, fair. Fair and enough. I'm not going to ask them to be quiet to film, and I don't even think they're being that loud. I just fair. know that the, the, your speaker system, your recording system, could hear an ant take a piss. Literally. <laughs> like, that's true. So I was like, I'll just mute when, while he does his little spiel. Fair so enough. So that I don't, you don't have extra backgrounds out so fair enough fair yes. enough fair enough okay sweet okay so um i think <laughs> i think we'll start off this one because it feels like a softball and i don't want to throw you to the wolves just yet love that thank you uh we've been doing naming themes for the uh the the names of the people of the redditors um so we keep everything anonymous and fun what naming thing would you like to go with today? I think that singers would be fun or performers would be fun. But if you have another naming theme that we could go with, I'm, I'm open to ideas. Should we do like specifically performers that were at the VMAs? You said specifically performers that are at the VMAs? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, sounds good. So this first um, thing that we're going for the title is do i cut this friend out for good what performer do we want to use for the name is this person he, I, haven't, she, they? I haven't i haven't read far enough and there's no like initial pronouning so oh, okay we can we can go for a gender neutral situation which is any name really yeah really montero montero works montero is what we're going for so montero says I recently became friends with someone I went on a date with, and we got super close super quickly. Originally, I tried to ghost him because I wasn't into him, but then he kept messaging me and I felt bad, so I explained to him how I think I like girls, etc., and we hung out and became good friends. I'm assuming that this is a, a woman now. A young, budding, lesbian woman. <laughs> he would make jokes like, maybe if you are asexual, then we can just get married, and then... I have you, and then can still have sex with other people. Uh, Police. Okay. He also said, I'm happy I've met you because I get everything I wanted from a relationship from you instead. What does that mean? I'm happy I've met you because I get everything I wanted from a relationship, but from you instead. Oh, so it's saying, like, you as my friend... I'm getting all of like I what of what I would want in a girlfriend with just you being my friend. Mm, that's a that's an interesting stance. Mm. 
I'm worried, Montero. I'm worried for you. Anyways, anyways, recently I ended up in a weird spot where I was taking dog seizure medication. What? I was by myself on Tuesday night and took them and then woke up still high and took them on Wednesday morning. I completely blacked out. Somewhere in this time, I called him and he came over. He took me to the beach. I know from photos. What kind of drugs are you taking? To I'm about where to do you some can't tippity tappity. Remember keep, <laughs> she went to the beach. I'm gonna do some tippity tappity because what the fuck? But there's pictures of you like active at the beach, but you don't remember any of it. Dog seizure medication. Wow. Okay. Next thing I remember, I woke up to him going down on me. I panicked, ran to the bathroom, was throwing up, and I thought it was blood and got him to call my mom. I ended up in the hospital as I was taken. I had taken about 15 of the tablets by this point. I feel like there's no medication that you should be taking 15 tablets of in a day. Anyways, that's besides the point. I wanted to know what people thought of the situation, whether I'm being rude by wanting to cut him off because I feel really grossed out and disgusted now. I messaged him saying, I don't know how I feel in terms of being friends. And he said, why are you negotiating being friends with me? He said that he's going to, quote unquote, need closure. I worry I cut people off too easy rather than forgiving them and trying to work through it. Basically, do you guys think I'm justified in being angry or was it just a mistake? He's had problems with Xanax in the past as well. His Xanax problems have nothing to do with this. Uh, Why were you taking dog seizure medicine? To get high, I guess. Because I, like, Googled that, and Google was like, girl, what? <laughs> I just, when it's labeled, So her question you know, is, am I the asshole for cutting off my friend who went down on me while I was high on dog seizure medicine? Yes, that is that is a great summary. Girl, no, but let's reevaluate why the fuck you're taking <laughs> dog seizure medicine. Right, we never we never victim blame. We never victim shame. No, no, no. We're not victim blaming None of at that. all. I'm just confused. Just confused. Separately, I'm confused as to why you taken took aback. Like I'm so taken aback that like medicine. I because you're taking dog seizure medicine and you took 15 of them in a day. And so you I don't think so it was like out all of at it? once. But yeah, that's crazy. That you there's pictures so of you with someone at the beach. I'm assuming you were lively in these pictures, but you don't remember going to the beach? That's crazy. Yeah. What? Hang on. Wait. Let me reword my question. <laughs> she says in the parentheses, she says, I read it was similar to benzos when she talks about the dog seizure medicine. I don't know what benzos are. Okay, let me look that up. See, we are... We are not good Christian children, but our parents would not... It just wouldn't happen, <laughs> the two of are us. a class of agents that work in the central nervous system... Psychoactive and drugs. ...and are used for a variety of medical conditions. They act on Depressants. specific... Res, re, receptors in the brain called gamma something Okay, something. I'm reading the Wikipedia and it's much faster. <laughs> they are prescribed to treat conditions such as anxiety, insomnia, and seizures. So maybe you have so one of those problems. So they're not even meant to get you high. Maybe she has anxiety, and so that's why she decided to take dog seizure medicine. But my thing is, if you can afford to get your dog dog seizure medicine, why can't you just go get what you need for a human? Like, you, you know, something specifically curated to your specific condition. That's because, why I think it was to get high. Because dog medication, and it, this is wild and, like, very America, can't be that much cheaper than human medicine. <laughs> 
<laughs> it literally can't be. I feel like it's more expensive. Also, she says mum in one of these, in one of the sentences. So that makes me think that this is like the UK. I thought the question was just going to be like, should I cut him off? Makes like these weird comments. Right. I thought and it was the answer be to weird that comments. would have been like, no, but you need to set some boundaries. Right, right, right. But no. But he like, he did sexually, sexually assaulted you. To mm-hmm. you. So, like, yeah, I cut him off. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine that if you weren't like, if you were blacked out, right? I can't imagine that you were like talking as like a sober person. So even if he didn't know that you took dog seizure medicine. He had to have known something's off about my friend right now. And especially even apart from that, he kn- you already told him that you think that you're into girls. Like you don't think that you're into dudes. So that's a whole right. other layer of consent and, that was hopped over. And he's talking about like, oh, if you were like asexual, that he could like, y- y'all could get married and he would just get sex from somewhere else. Just cut him off. <laughs> That's all I Which gotta is, say. like, there's, like, a lot to unpack there, like, because asexuality has nothing to do with, like, the gender of people that you still would find yourself attracted to if you still find yourself attracted to people. Like, right. asexuality is also a spectrum, but, like, right. that's another fucking conversation, but that's already a weird fucking comment because it implies that you don't want to be with anybody, period, and that like, any, any old person that'll marry you will do. Like, that's, that's also a fucking weird comment. Weird. Strange, strange dude you're dealing with. Yeah, very fucking strange. Strange dude. I would, I would, I would, I would not fault you for cutting him off. I don't don't think think you owe him an explanation if you don't feel like giving an explanation. Just you know, delete that number, block that number, move on with your life, and also throw out the dog seizure medicine. Just yeah, I don't throw think we need to experiment with that no more. Throw it out. Because if you gotta take fifteen or something, I don't think it work. Unless your <laughs> dog needs a dog seizure medicine, in which case, <laughs> give it to your parent, give it to somebody who can take better care of it because you don't need to be taking them no more. <laughs> you do not have some discernment. You do not need to be taking them no more. Oh and if after gosh. this experience you still wanna take them, that is a, that's something for therapy because <laughs> let's not let's not go down this path again. I Even if nothing understand. happened to you, I still would be saying, "Why the hell did you take dog seizure medicine?" <laughs> like it just, How did we get it's there? It's just so fucking specific. <laughs> it's, it's so, so specific. fucking specific. It's not like oh, it was. I took twelve Tylenol. You know what I'm saying? Like, which is already an obscene fucking amount of Tylenol. And I could see how it would get you at least a little high if you don't just fucking overdose. But dogs, like, you had to be desperate to feel anything but sober. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. And 15 of them? What's your dog doing? Your dog over here seasoned because you done used up all his shit? I can't. Can dogs even swallow pills? How do dogs swallow pills? (laughs) Yeah, you just put it like in a hot dog or like wrap it in. Oh, and they just eat it. Just they just eat it like the regular way. Got it. Makes sense. (laughs) Because if you try to give a dog just a pill, they're gonna be like, "Hello." Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's hilarious. Okay, well, Montero, I wish you the best. I hope you find some better friends, and I hope you stop taking dog seizure medicine. 
Moving on, I've decided since we're only going to do a few, since we're already like way over the regular episode time, I think we should just go gu- like guns a blazing for all of them. Why not, right? Right, right. If you've stuck around this long, you enjoy the show, obviously. Okay, so I really, 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 I'm trying to think of a name that I want to give. You know what? I'm going to give this, I'm going to name this person Sean Mendes. This is Sean. Oh my God. So Sean says, <laughs> I spent $200 this month on shitty porn. And once the post-nut clarity hit, I smashed my desk, broke my keyboard, and cracked my monitors. What do I need to do to break the addiction? How do I feel good about myself? All right. We're going we're gonna to begin. We're not even at the beginning yet. This is <laughs> oh, that be, was just the tagline? That was just the tagline to draw you in. That was the, the clickbait. Oh, oh okay. Because I was like, I feel like I have enough information to answer the question. Nope. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> This is going to be a messy rant, incoherent stream of consciousness, yet I know that I am not the first dumbass to do this. Thanks for understanding. Okay, Sean. I cannot remember a time in my life where I didn't watch porn. At 11 years old, I remember watching Two Girls, One Cup. Don't we all? I think I was younger than that. I don't. No, I think I was legitimately younger. No, no, no. I was 11. I was 11 when Two Girls, One Cup I did not watch that. Never being the same since. It has damaged me in more ways than I'll ever admit to myself. I mean, watching porn as a child does do that. Will do that, right? I have skipped school more than once just to stay at home and watch new videos. No! I paid stupid amounts of money for... I am now 19, almost 20, and my head hurts constantly. Oh my gosh. A few consultations with a psychiatrist told me that I am slightly, in fact, slightly autistic. Though I suspected something was up with me once my little brother was diagnosed with a much more severe case... I am not autistic enough to be put into a special ed classes because I can sit still and disappear into my own head. I don't have below average motor skills and can interact with guys easily. When I am alone, the rational part of me shuts down and I fall apart. I used to scream at night to scare the devils I saw in the corners of my room, but now they're in my nightmares and stab me with my kitchen knife. I this got very intense very quickly. I know that I need to stop watching porn. I often find myself talking or arguing with my own head as I yell profanities with a pillow over my mouth. This is right after I realize that I'm never going to get my money back after I gave it away to beat my meat. See, (laughs) you two telling a serious story and then you you just slip and beat my meat in there. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Recently, I've seen myself spend more and more money every month, buying more and more obscene pornos online. I tell myself that it doesn't affect how I perceive women in real life, but the last straw was when I saw a video of an old MILF that looked close enough to my grandma that it made me throw up in my mouth right as I finished. I've tried to quit cold turkey once before, however that ended when I somehow managed to overdraft my debit card. But since moving out and living alone, nobody comes to my room or checks in on me. I'm alone almost 24-7, and my close friends are at a different university. I, op- I obviously struggle with low self-esteem, and thus get zero attention from girls now. I only keep in contact with one girl who I met four years ago in high school. Last summer before uni, she kissed me on the cheek out of pity for me being such an uber loser. I don't know if that's what it was, but that's how you perceived it. I almost killed us both while driving back to her house because I was so distracted by my own thoughts of what life would be like if she actually loved me. This incident made me start to believe I was actually just a closet gay because all, all of my life I could make friends with dudes with much faster than I could even get a girl's attention, much less a friendship. So, okay, hold on. We gotta pull over. <laughs> we gotta pull over. I say this with love. 
not being able to form meaningful relationships with women does not a gay make. <laughs> sometimes it's, you know, you're onto something because sometimes those are the warning signs of a man <clears throat> who is closeted. You know what I mean? But I think the fact that you're thinking about it shows me that that's not you. But that's just me. Anyway, moving on. My physical health is suffering as well. There is no real food in my apartment besides candy and eggs. I haven't eaten anything today, and it's past 11 p.m. when I'm writing this. Sometimes I'll go a full day on one or less meals, and my stomach starts to hurt, but my sadness hurts me more and prevents me from doing anything about it until it's unbearable, and I go to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Even though I have enough money to buy groceries, but I don't buy them because I don't want to go interact with people anymore. I know I'm losing body mass fast. Two years ago I was 160 pounds, but now I don't look like myself. My ribs stick out like a skeleton. The last time I checked my weight, I was almost 120 pounds. But today's incident really fucked me up. I don't have enough money to cover rent this month, and I don't make enough to cover the difference. I tried to go on a walk today to cool down and see if the sunlight would help me feel better, but it is overcast outside, and I think somebody was following me home. I don't like it here anymore. It's terribly lonely, and I miss my dog. Sometimes I lose track of what's real and what is a daydream. I almost got hit by a car, just jaywalking Main Street. The last time I felt this way, I totaled a car. Drunk on my own emotions, I cannot trust myself to make responsible decisions, and I have wasted thousands of dollars on BS. This is this is Sean. This is Sean's entire message. Why did we read that depressing shit? I did not expect it to go that place. I thought it was just gonna be I thought it was just gonna be a simple see that's the thing. Y'all be putting the clickbait up and then <laughs> you go way deeper than the clickbait. The clickbait is supposed to surmise. So I know what I'm walking into. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like this person needs a good therapist, like professional help, like like a professional, like and and it's like and it's it sounds sarcastic, but it's really not. Like it's not at all. And like him, like bringing up like the he might like be on the spectrum somewhere, like mm-hmm. like like may have to do other stuff. Yeah, it's like... It's, and then if you're having, yeah. like, vivid nightmares like that, if you're, like, start hallucinating. Yeah, it's a much bigger issue. I'm hoping. Sheesh. And, yeah, but... I- mm. No. Mm-hmm anymore that means you hello <laughs> like seeing therapists and shit because what do you say to all of that besides yes yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing because it's such like a i say this a lot but there's a lot of things where i know why i know why people go on reddit to like post these things because it's like they're at the end of the rope and they just want somebody to listen you know what i mean Mm. but reddit nobody on reddit is going to be able to help you walk through a lot of these issues yeah like nine out of ten people are going to be like there's nothing that you can just say to fix some of the things that you're going through there's a there's like action plans that need to be made there's a lot of reflection that needs to be made there's a lot of patterns that need to be broken and it's not like that's the thing i think that the the advice that i could give is that you kind of have to accept that this is not an overnight fix 
Right. None right. of these things are overnight fix. You're at the point now where you're noticing how much your mental health has taken a hit, how much you're living like one thing that you pointed out that I think is really important to this that I don't think you like hammered on enough is the fact that you're living alone and you're going through a lot of these things that you maybe wouldn't be going through if you weren't living alone. And I think something that I really hate about college is that it primes these 18, 19 year olds up to be sent away from their parents. And granted, eventually most people have to live alone at some point, or at least for some period of their life, they have to live alone. But there are countless people, I would say, that going to college not ready to be alone, not having the tools or skills to live alone yet, and they struggle. They struggle academically, emotionally, relating to peers, and then they end up just dropping out anyway. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you can recognize that maybe everything on top of each other is not what you should be doing right now, like something to maybe consider is like moving back home or at least opening up to the people that care about you about some of the things that you're going through and seeing if you can get that kind of support that you need because from what I the one thing that I know from reading this is that you're someone who is going to be in need of support so yeah yeah let's move the fuck on because that was Yeesh, just Sean. a downer it was Sean I'm sorry I'm sorry, Sean, that you're going through that. And I hope, you know, it does get better. People say that a lot, but I think that it does, especially if you're working towards it getting better, as hard as that is to navigate. Um, <laughs> let's hope that this one is a little lighter and also wraps everything up in a nice bow. It's a Am I the Asshole? Um, I'm going to let you choose because obviously I cannot... <laughs> Obviously, obviously, I cannot choose. So we have, am I the asshole for splitting everything 50-50 with my boyfriend? Am I the asshole for blocking my aunt? Or am I the asshole for not supporting my best friend's engagement? Let's go with the am I the asshole for splitting everything 50-50. Because if you're mm. blocking somebody, you probably had a right to and a reason to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't support your friend's engagement and you feel bad for not supporting it, there's probably a legit reason why you don't support it. Right, 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 right. All right, um, you can choose the last one, the last name, the last per- last name for this person. Chloe. Chloe. Okay, so Chloe says, recently my BF asked me to split the price of replacing a car part. I agreed. I paid for it on my card, and my BF said he'd give me his share later. When I asked for the money back, he hesitated, arguing that the work he put in to fix the car should be more than enough compensation. So now I'm out of some money. I want... Sorry. (laughs) Sometimes words jumble in my mind and sometimes they jumble on the page. So now I'm out of some money. I want expecting to incur the cost of. That's the sentence and I read it. This This was money that went into fixing her car? It says a car part. It doesn't say whose car it is. I'm assuming it's his car part because maybe they both used the car. I don't know. Not specific enough. Anyway, normally I'd be okay with this, but I feel like I've been picking up the cost of everything lately. I pay for his food, our dates, and I literally like pay for anything he asks me to split. 
I know I shouldn't have to, but I feel like I kind of owe it to him slash his family. For context, I live with him at his dad's place rent-free. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Now I understand the splitting of the car part. Because of the pandemic, and he always declines my offer to pay rent. Also, I want to move, but my boyfriend is not employed and wants to remain living rent-free at his dad's. I make 35k annually. Every time I say I'll move on, um, move out on my own, he gets mad and acts like I want to leave him. I do not. So I often feel stuck, and I do not know how to drive. But I still split the cost of gas. Oh, his insurance okay, so and a, other things. This that is come a car up. that you split then. Because he drives you everywhere. I'm assuming since you do not know how to drive. So that okay, again, it all makes sense. Not really by choice, but rather he argues that since I can't drive and he takes us everywhere, I should be responsible for car maintenance. What do you guys think? I can clarify anything if necessary. I feel like a jerk, but if it was the other way around, I'm not sure I'd ask the same of him. Okay, this kind of just shows me that you don't really understand (laughs) the position that you're in, to be fair. Right. Right. No, yeah, okay, I'm glad. I picked a good one. Yeah. Because she sounds like the asshole. Yeah. (laughs) You sit there and fully acknowledge that he's not working. And, I mean, there's reasons to not be working or whatever. Right, but it's a pandemic. You sit there and acknowledge that he's not working, but that you make 35 k annually. Neither mm-hmm. of you pay rent. Every time you try to pay rent, he is like, no, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You have this car that you're splitting the cost of maintenance on, but you don't drive. But you're the only one that works, so he's probably taking you to work. And picking you up from work. And then you bought the part and he installed it. It just makes sense. You are the person in... You're in a relationship with someone who is unemployed. You are employed. If you want to do things and go out, you should want to pay. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, and like, if your problem with him is that he doesn't have a job, that's a separate issue. Right. And you did Find not you say that Find you a man that once. has a job. Yeah, you didn't say that once. And also, you're living with their family, so that kind of compensates for the not having a job thing. Because... They're right. letting you live with them for free. Yeah, I feel like if you're keeping tally of who's doing what, you should just go on and quit. Right, exactly. I'm not going to sit here and, like, live with somebody and be like, like, oh, gas, was, I put $42.17 in the tank. I'm going to need you to run me my $21.09. Like... Girl, what is the point? Why, why keep tally like that? If you're keeping tally with somebody like that, it's one, you're either insecure about how much you make or you're insecure about how much they make or you just don't like them. Yeah. Literally, if I were in, for one, a relationship, <laughs> for two, their parents are willing to let me live in their house rent-free, the way that I would not have a single complaint when it comes to money... <laughs> You would not hear a peep about money coming out of my mouth. What are you mad at? What are you mad at? It sounds like she's just in, like, and then she's like, "Oh, when I want to move out, and he doesn't." Well, yeah, he's gonna if he pay, if he moves out, he's gonna have to pay rent, and he's not the position to do that right now. Right, you guys don't have to live together anyway. You're not married. Well, yeah, but I mean, they don't have to live together. But she said every time she wants to move out, he gets like upset and thinks she's trying to leave him. Oh. I so if you, if, yeah, so I mean, like, if you really want to live by yourself, and he's gonna get upset about that. Or if you want to move out and, like, not live under his parents' roof, but he's going to get upset about that, then he needs to get a job so that you can you can move out together right. if he doesn't want you to move out. Right. 
literally there's just like a conversation that needs to be had like you guys could just get on the same page but i also right but before this conversation is even had before you anymore this man's time make sure you fucking like him right literally because you might just be looking for an excuse like an out right like you're probably looking for an excuse to like be done yeah because what the fuck are we gonna sit here and nickel and dime this relationship for (laughs) that's so funny because that, that, that's, like, a thing that's, like, really annoying in, like, any friendship relationship. When you spend, like, a lot of time with people, like, you're naturally going to be, like, paying for them and stuff like that. Right. Like, it goes back and forth, like. Yeah. And and people's, people's income changes, people's just situations in general changes. Like, mm-hmm. I spotted Herman all through high school. Literally. Literally. And look at us now. We still here. We're still here. Still thriving. I think this makes me think of... um, Oh, go ahead. What's up? This Halloween makes our 10-year friend anniversary. Is it really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anywho, go ahead. That's wild. I was just going to say that, like, an example that I can give is that I'm staying with my parents rent-free for the foreseeable next couple of months. And there was this instance, uh, my brother was going, was going to college, and so we went shopping for his college stuff. We probably bought like $200 worth of stuff, and we were in the store, and we got to checkout, and my mom was like, oh, shoot, I left my card in the car. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it, I'll just pay for it. And she was like, okay, okay, I'll pay you. And she didn't pay me back immediately, and then like after a second, I was like, I'm not going to bring it up, because at the end of the day... Me paying $200 for my brother's college stuff so that my parents don't have to pay $200 doesn't even come close to account for the fact that I'm living in their house rent-free, eating all of their meals. <laughs> <laughs> my mom sometimes pay for my well, was paying for my haircuts sometimes because my brothers get haircuts, and I would just be like, go with them, and she would just pay for all three of our haircuts. I was like, this is not a big deal. <laughs> I'm not going to ask her for $200 back. This is it's not a big deal. So sometimes you just kind of have to take... like. Sometimes the relationship is more important than, as Sadie said, nickel and diming kind of thing. Because right. you're in this unique social situation. There's going to be an exchange of money because money is not... What is the word that I'm looking for? I'm getting very communication studies very quick, but it's also 1045 where I am. So my brain is not <laughs> there to like fully you know, connect all the dots of what I'm saying. But basically money is is a creative money thing. Money is fleeting. It's it's yeah, it's a created thing. It's not as important as we make it out to be a lot of the time. Especially right. in your position because in exchange for a lot of these things, you're receiving so much. Right. Right. If all I had to do to like live comfortably was pay to maintain my car, you best believe I would shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> And that's another situation. If you're not feeling the relationship, if you're not feeling the situation you're in, if you're frustrated with living with your boyfriend's family, that's a whole other issue. And those things, little things, are gonna be, make you upset because you're already upset right. with the living right. situation. Right. Because you're not a, you're not a, acknowledging what's actually pissing you off. Right. Which, if you feel stagnant, living in somebody else's house isn't working. But that situation, that seems more more pressing. Yeah. Literally. So just reflect, Chloe, sit back, reflect, figure out what you're really upset about, figure out what you're really grateful for, figure out what's not working for you, and course correct from there, I would say. And don't be a stingy Grinch. 
That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will say that that's it for the Ask Your Dad segment. We will take a lightning fast break, and then we'll be back for Daddy of the Day segment to end what I think 100% will be the longest episode of Ask Your Dad. <laughs> <laughs> D A to the D D Y Daddy of the Day, everyone. We're here. We finally made it. We finally made it. I feel like a Jamaican running a long, 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 long bout in the Olympics. I don't know. I, c- I couldn't pull out. Is 500 meters a long time to run? I feel like that's a long time to run. How long? 500 meters? Is that far? Um, that's like a lap and then a little bit more than a lap. Okay, um, a thousand meters. Why you ain't just say a mile? <laughs> a mile? Well, no, but I feel like a mile is not that... For like a runner, a mile is like not... That's nothing, you know? Okay, but, but 500 is less... Less than... Right, exactly, right. Than a mile. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been running a long time. For the sake of the analogy, I feel like I am a Olympic athlete who's been running for a long time, and we made it across the little finish line. I did a decathlon. There we go. Okay. I finished the decathlon. That's what I feel like. And now, you know, the champagne is popping. Do people pop champagne? I should stop with sports analogies, because I don't sport or watch sports. <laughs> I'm just going to wrap that one up. Um, We're here for Daddy of the Day. I have four daddies, so brace yourself. Sadie has three. We're just going to hop right into it because we've wasted enough of time for you and your eardrums. All right, yeah, sweet. Yeah, why not make a long episode longer. even longer? It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So my first daddy of the day is a champion, a king, an icon, a superhero, an athlete, a martial artist, a comedian, a friend, a mm-hmm. brother, a son, Simu Liu from Shang-Chi, a.k.a. First ever Marvel live action Asian American superhero. I am obsessed with him. Ever since He's I watched Shang-Chi. a martial Shang-Chi. artist and I got really confused. I was like, what? <laughs> you were like lost in the sauce. Yeah. Um, he is just so talented. He is so nice to look at. He is so... The amount of work that he had to put in to like play a role like he did is really admirable and i think that he has such a nice you know when you can like watch an interview and you can see a person's heart like i feel like he has a good heart and i enjoy him a lot um if you haven't seen shang chi yet highly recommend it even if you're not a super big superhero person shang chi is similar to black panther in that way and where i feel like mm. you can enjoy it even if you're not big on superhero films because it's so rich in so many other things outside of just the superhero of it all um yeah very good film start to finish really enjoyed it Simulu is cool really excited for him to be one of the big players in the mcu moving forward because i feel like he's bringing a nice fun youthful energy to the mcu which is kind of needed tired of staring at those old white men to be fair to be fair um so there's there's that the (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You could do your first daddy of the day. <laughs> okay. And then as you were talking, I thought of another daddy of the day. Okay, so I have four. 
so now I have four, but I might throw one of them out because it's really silly. But okay. um, my first daddy of the day, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, work. Yes, star of Free Guy. Work. Still haven't seen it yet. So I guess really my daddy of the day isn't Ryan Reynolds; it's Guy. Oh, the main character of the show. Of of, of the movie. Yeah, of the movie. The movie is so good, so cute. And, like, that character's, like, little development is so cute. Aw. And if you haven't seen that movie, you should. I the really want to watch really it. The premise is really good. I do. Huh? I said I really want to watch it, but when I went to see Shang-Chi, like, when I got home, I did cough. And then I was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have gone to the movie theater. So now I'm anxious about movie theaters all over again. Oh, see, because I picked, I picked that movie because I thought you had seen it. Because I remember you tweeting about it. Yeah, I was supposed it. to. Like, I was going to see Shang-Chi the Friday see free guy on monday but i felt like a little under the weather that by that monday and i was like uh i hope this wasn't because i went to the movie theater kind of thing i'm fine now but it oh, gave okay. me a I'm scare glad I... oh, okay i'm glad i realized that you haven't seen it before i started going into it but mm-hmm. it's it's really cute um and i guess i'll just leave it at that because i i fear you're spoiling something now so the premise <laughs> seems like it would be fun mm-hmm. it is very fun um cool okay my next daddy of the day is let me look at my list okay my next daddy of the day is a icon if you're on tiktok enough and if you're on the right side of tiktok and even if you're on the wrong side of tiktok to be fair i feel like you've seen this man before his name is eric lewis he is a black king i hate saying that why do i always do that why do i always go to that place anyway He's just... Why do I always go to the dark place? He's just... He's very... Um, he's on these white girls' necks. And white boys, I guess. He's giving you critical race theory. He's giving you satire. He's giving you comedy. Um, there was this really funny trend that he was doing this summer where he would post dances made by white creators. And like in the comments, he'd be like, I just made a new dance, everybody. Check it out. I want you guys to all duet me and stitch me and stuff like that. To comment on the fact that like white people steal things choreographed by black people on that app all the time. And then they get to go on like Jimmy Fallon and shit. So um, he's just like really funny. And I just really respect uh, people who make a platform who are their truest self in their blackness and their truest self in their gayness because those are two things that are really hard. It's really hard to build a platform when you're those two things in tandem. And I think that's why we give so much to Little Nas X and we give so much to people like him because it's really hard because, you know, there's a lot of creators on TikTok who can create their whole platform on being black. And, you know, black people are like, yes, we love this. But then when you add the gayness into it, it's like, you know... We still have some things to work on in the black community when it comes to the gayness. So I just I just love seeing how many creators on TikTok are all of these intersections and are so like strong in their intersections. And I think that it's beautiful. So Eric Lewis is a representative of all of that for me. And he's really fucking funny on top of it. So um yeah, that's him. Two. Daddy of the day number two. Cute. Okay, my second daddy of the day. Goes by the name Fivel. Bible? Fivel. Th- do I know my this? Pet is? Frog. Oh my god. 
Um, yeah, I have pet frogs. Not like bullfrogs or anything. They're like little like aquarium frogs because fish are boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and even saying you have a pet fish like sounds boring. You say I have a pet frog, you get people's attention. I have two pet frogs. I had Fievel and Franklin. And a couple weeks ago, we found out that Franklin is Francesca. Ah, love that name. And my frogs are just now getting to the age of, like, full maturity. So yesterday, Fievel was, like... Fucking. Your frogs were fucking. You can just say that. So he's really about to be a daddy. Like, it's literally the whole premise of the show. And at the show, I, like, it pops up on me like a quiz. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to prep. So, yeah, I struggle <laughs> to come up with people. Oh that, my gosh. That's why it is a frog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, congratulations to Fievel, father of soon to be probably like 10. So, yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Um, my next daddy is a little bit unconventional, but if you've had, if you've been on the Have Mercy wave, if you watch the <laughs> Have Mercy video, if you watch the Have Mercy performance, then this makes sense. This adds up to you. Um, I will give my next daddy of the day to Chloe Bailey. Chloe the Bailey. Because <laughs> there's a lyric in the song where she says that the boy in question calls her daddy. And I think that that's a great visual. Because you know what? <laughs> as cancer as Chloe is, and I say that as the zodiac sign, as as crybaby sweet girl as she is i just i i believe that she is a super sexual person i believe that she is running these boys minds day and night that's what the music has told me anyway that's what i can i can i can it radiates off of her that she's a dominant person in relationships and i respect that for her and i also respect her career and i respect the energy that she brings to performance and she's always brought that stuff a lot of people are saying that chloe is like acting out or something and to that i say you've never watched the chloe and holly performance because <laughs> this is the energy that chloe has been giving since her youth since right drop days since drop came right. out so it's been a while it's been a long time coming yeah they even before drop like if you go back and watch which is this is crazy because i can truly be like i was with them with the in the youtube days right, like literally. i really was so if you go back and w- watch them sing any beyonce cover Chloe's bringing it. Look at Chloe. She's bringing it. Like, y'all just mad because she got a little bit of curve now. Right. The outside is matching the inside now. So now you guys are mad. But alas. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, that's my third daddy of the day. Who is your third? Yes, third and final. I'm throwing that last one out because it was random. It was Mm -hmm. more random than a a frog named Fievel. Um. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> my last one I think may have been a daddy of the day before but it's Angel Bismarck Curiel I don't know how to say that man's last name but mm-hmm. like I said earlier again um, I just finished watching the second season of Pose and they picked the perfect person to play the character Lil Poppy it feels um, like they built and, that character for him from the ground up to be honest it's just right, such a fit right because He's just, I don't know, he just seems to be, like, a really nice guy, like, in, I don't know, I don't know that man, but in, like, interviews and stuff, and also seems to be really aware of his, like, privilege as a, as a cis man, mm-hmm. um, and he, like, talks about that often, um, so I just think that that's really cool. 
Because I feel like it's really hard when you have a show like Pose, where, like, the premise is, like, trans women to find... Like, I feel like if that show had been, like, cultivated any other way, there would have been some scandal about how a character on there was, like, transphobic or something. Yeah, literally. Like, how an you know actor I mean? was, like, doing some sly stuff behind the scenes or something. Yeah. Right. Because they just there for a check. They're not there to spread a message or anything. Right. You know, so... Any other way, this show probably could have gone gone so left. Um, so yeah, they picked the perfect person for that role. I also think he he's been very vocal about how much he's learned from the process and how aware he is of um, trans issues about the intersections of like being a woman of color and being trans and all that stuff. Like that's stuff that he learned on the set. Like he mm-hmm. walked into it and walked out of it a different person. And I think that that's really beautiful. I also think it's super beautiful, his relationship with Janet Mock, who he met in shooting the show. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just... uh, I love it when trans women get what they deserve, is all I gotta say. I love seeing (laughs) a powerful relationship between a trans woman and a man that they want to be with. And that's what those two are. And whenever I see them on the timeline, I'm infinitely jealous. Infinitely. Cute. Cute Cute to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have one final daddy of the day, and it's gonna take a lot to get out. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, but I think I've given this man a hard time, and I want to give him less of a hard time because I feel like he's a genuine dude from what I have seen so far. I know the second I say that, there's gonna be a headline tomorrow. <laughs> Literally, the second I say that. But I think that I am willing now, I'm in a place where I can give Jack Harlow some of the respect that I think he deserves. Because I think that it's really beautiful that he's featured on this big little Nas X song. That's this really big moment for black and gay culture and for little Nas X. And he is neither of those things. (laughs) He's neither of those things. And he's not using it as like a boost of his own platform. He's not using it to take away from little Nas. He's not making it about him at all every interview i've seen about industry baby when jack carlos talks he all he is saying is positive things about little nas all he's saying is what a visionary that the guy is and he's saying that he's just happy to be along for the ride and it's like yes if we're going to include people who are not part of the movement i just need you to be a supportive ally and not say or do too much and that's what jack carlos done and then on top of it the, his verse has grown on me the little moment on stage (laughs) was really great i really enjoyed it um and i also just think he's not terrible to look at either oh no he's not terrible to look at not fawning over a white boy i'm not fawning i just said he's not terrible (laughs) to look at and tanache interviewed him at the pre-show and there was something some weird some weird sexual tension there too i feel like that happens with jack carlo and any light skin to be fair yeah because he did that with sweetie too Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also just think that there's something there because I don't think it, it's given it's given back a little bit. It's not like it's just him, you know what I mean? I feel like there's like a little bit of reciprocation, and that means that maybe he smells nice, or maybe he, you know, maybe his voice hits in person. I don't know. I'll, I'll maybe never know. Good but theories you have. I respect that that might be the case, and I'll add it to his description of why he's daddy of the day. I guess. Um, yeah. And that's all for Daddy of Love the Day. That. Wrap it up in uh-huh. tiny, cute little bow. My voice, my vocal cords are like, shut up, shut up. 
stop talking <laughs> wrap it up she got kicked out of her own bedroom <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm so sorry so long ago <laughs> i'm so sorry we got we gotta wrap it up do you have anything to yeah. promote before we go no just be just be kind to people be nice. Be, nice. be nice don't be an asshole i have a lot of things to promote so i'm gonna promote them um <laughs> you can follow me on all social media platforms pretty much herman john dad you can follow Ask Your Dad on Instagram, Ask Your Dad Pod. We also have a TikTok, but I don't post TikToks on the TikTok. I don't know why I made it. There's literally two TikToks on it, but if you want to follow it, maybe that'll motivate me to make a TikTok on there. Ask Your Dad Pod as well on TikTok. I also have a YouTube channel. Search Herman John Dad on YouTube, it will pop up. Um, I make Sims videos. We are nearing the finale of the first season of my Sims 4 Let's Play. Uh, it's really fun, really cute, really gay. So if you enjoy any of those things, or you enjoy my voice and you want another thing, since <laughs> Ask Your Dad is fucking inconsistent, <laughs> you could you, there's another avenue to hear my voice if you want to hear it. And also not long enough. Hey. <laughs> hey. I'm giving the people what they want. Niggas have, have begged for a long episode. By niggas, I mean Kelvin, which is so funny that I used niggas <laughs> in reference to Kelvin. I hope he hears that. Anyway, that's pretty much it for the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So we will see you next week. Probably. Goodbye. Bye.